This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with your host, Armitage. Creona, I'm going to tell him, Barton, he's eager for me to regale about my embarrassment at messaging a musician saying that I was completely blown away by their promo MP3 album I was listening to, saying, and I'll quote myself, I wouldn't have said it was you singing. All in a good way, of course. Bloody brilliant. Replacements, pre, a boy named Goo 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 Dolls come to mind. Only for the musician in question to respond with, what is this you are listening to? What happened? Now, it's not an excuse, it's a reason, Barton. I got sent a whole bunch of stuff from Dom Daly, head honcho at 45 RPM, It's a Revolution, online website for potential reviewing purposes, something I have not taken up uh, for years. Anyway, I quickly scanned the list, misreading one as Rich Raggedy's new solo album. Oh, come on, Barton, to be fair... Dom's label of Glunk Records did put out the Role Models albums and the Digression's debut. Admittedly, the aforementioned solo album is still being recorded, so I should have known better, but you know, I got overexcited. The band and album that I got in a muddle with was Bleeding Hearts, Riches to Rags LP. Now, you can see how I got mixed up. Obviously, it sounded replacement-ish as Bob Stinson handled guitar duties. Now, this album uh, only came out as part of this year's Record Shop Day on red vinyl with the digital version hitting the virtual record shops next Friday. That's the 3rd of June, future streaming, downloading and non-live rock radio UK listeners, but was recorded in 1983, remaining until now unreleased. Joining Bob are Mike Leonard, Rob Rebello, and Pat McKenna, and uh, this is the only Bleeding Hearts material that's available and is brilliant. It's just not Rich Raggedy's solo album, which will also be brilliant. From Riches to Rags, this is Poker Face. <laughs>
straight after Bleeding Hearts and Poker Face, you heard because I played Rich Raggedy and the Digressions and Like Will Never Make It from the album of the same name. Now, I'm not the only one to have made a faux pas this week. No, it's not you, Barton. Although I have to say, you did let the sign down this way. Yes, you have. I've been out and about celebrating Mrs. A's birthday. That was yesterday. Uh, going to Devon to see Exeter Ray and Credits and Cath, buying records, yeah, more on that later, uh, popping down to Hastings. Basically, I've been away from my PC, so I've only had my mobile phone to check what's happening. To wit, I sent Barton screenshots and forwarded emails of material that I thought would be suitable to air tonight for Barton to collect info and the songs ready for this afternoon's production meeting. Did you do that, Barton? No, you didn't. You didn't. Hence, I've spent the last four hours getting things together. Oh, yeah, you're only reminding me to deflect attention away from you. That's fair enough. Anyway, I was discussing Sammy Yaffa's The Road Bends in the pub, saying that uh, at some point in the post Demolition 23 past. Rat Scabies was rehearsing forward stroke jamming with the band with a view to joining them when he suddenly stopped during Dead Joe or Rock and Roll and asked Michael if he was singing was the meanest dude on the meanest machine. After finding out that this was the case, Rat said that he couldn't possibly play in a band with lyrics like that. Now, one of the people I was telling who is very learned in all things Munro, piped up, but it's a cover anyway. Cue silence descending upon our table. Yes, it was originally done by Nazareth, the authority continued. Obviously, I was like, wait, what? Mind blown. Before replying, hang on. No, it isn't. That was not faking it.
Right, going back to Record Bike, whilst we were with Exeter Ray and Credit and Cath, they took us to Music and Bean in Oakhampton, which is, as the name suggests, a music and coffee shop. So, whilst the ladies were having a drink, Exeter Ray and myself indulged ourselves in musical instrumentation and vinyl shenanigans. You might be surprised to learn I bought two copies of John Lennon's 1971 album, Imagine. One was just a regular UK release, but unlike mine, it had the poster of Lennon sitting at the white piano. The second was the French pressing with the printed inner sleeve. Sadly, no poster or Lennon holding the ears of a pig postcard. But that was David Cameron. I'm sick and tired of was the fabulous Poodles self-titled debut album that was produced by John Entwistle, who uh, also played eight-string bass 
on a few of the tracks show off. Now, the fabulous Poodles were only active between 1975 and 1980, releasing three albums, the aforementioned debut in 77, Unsuitable a year later, and the final LP, Think Pink, in 1979, and were notable for quirky stage antics such as exploding ukuleles, according to Wikipedia. The Fabulous Poodles... It's, a, it's an alright album, very much of its time. I couldn't help thinking of a new wave version of the Rattles. See what you think. Alright, I think we've just got time to do one more show. Over the show. to new music and I've been sent two albums that aren't even out yet. Yes, I've carefully read the artist and the album title to avoid any misinformation on my part. The first CD to come my way was Face Your Biggest Fear by Jana Stark that's due to hit the real and virtual record shops on the 22nd of July. However, pre-orders are being taken from the 1st of June. Links to where will be on today's episode show notes over at theparanoidschool.com Saturday morning, along with all the other bands I've played today. The album will be available on coloured vinyl with lyric sheet, CD with a gatefold sleeve and a 24-page booklet and a download from timematterrecordings.bandcamp.com. 
Main man, Gizbutt, draws on a lot of personal experiences for Face Your Biggest Fear. From COVID, even guitarist Richard Gomble takes over lead vocal duties for One More Ghost. To the loss of uh, both his parents pre-pandemic on Father Time, having been in a uh, similar situation myself a few years ago, I have to say the lyrics could have been written for me. The last song, Shoot Me If I Don't Have The Right, had me thinking of a Foo Fighters vibe. Once again, uh, I've the enjoyable problem of choosing which song from the album to air, as I have been given carte blanche to play whatever takes me fancy. After consideration, changing my mind three or four times, I finally settled on my culling, a song about stepping out of your comfort zone, people who uproot and move out in the hope of a better life, irrespective of what perils they may face.
is the Soap Girls with their fourth album In My Skin which is due to hit the real and virtual record shops on the 18th of June so not too long to wait as I've mentioned previously when I played the Soap Girls lead track Breathe from the new album up until that single I really hadn't been that familiar with the South African sisters however I love Breathe you know I'm hence hearing it twice and I've been looking forward uh, to hearing new material. So it was great for Paul at Kick Down The Doors PR to bung their new album in my direction. I was concerned that they shot their load right at the beginning because Breathe was the first track. I mean, when you're at the top, the only place is, you know, downwards, right? You know, it's a bit like when Meatloaf opened with Bow Hell at Donington in 83. He had, you know, nowhere else to go. Should have stayed it to the end. Anyway, what do I know? Yeah, that was a rhetorical question. As Breathe is a great opener. As the rest of the album just doesn't let up. It's not to say it's one-dimensional because it isn't. It grabs you by the short and curlies and doesn't let go until the final song of Kill Breed. The girls will be continuing with their Don't Give a Damn tour on the 2nd of June in France before re-hitting the UK on the 29th in Newquay. Finish up in Glasgow on the 5th of August with all points in between. In the meantime, here's a message from the girls. Fuck society, man! They're just here to screw you! Yeah, how did you fucking know, man? it's a fucked up system. I know, exactly. You're gonna work until the day you die and you know what's gonna happen? Nothing! You're gonna be fucked up every day! Enjoy your shit flakes, motherfucker. So you better stand up, be yourself, and you know what? Fuck what anyone else thinks, especially your government. Fuck you, Mr. President! Play your part. Now there's too much at stake. 
straight after the soap girls and medicated bubble bath you heard because i played wasted times by ginger and the sinners last week i played do i love you by chrissy hine steve jones and paul cook and surmised that it was recorded around the same time as the johnny thunder's so alone lp because as you know all contributed to it thanks to tom crosley who asked pedro mercedes whose specialized subject is johnny thunders turns out uh, do i love you was more than likely recorded in 1979 after johnny had left the uk and just before the pretenders released stop you sobbing talking to steve jones i was surprised that he left his adoptive la for the uk premiere of pistol if only you tie it in with some professional gigs uh sticking with last week i played you a new track from dang in the shape and form of caliphate hate off the back of it on the Thurlin from Dang contacted me to tell me that back in April he had released a solo album under the guise of Bithammer called Minimum Style, Maximum Effort. Now, this is one of the things I left Barton in charge of downloading and researching whilst I was away from my PC. And as I found out this afternoon, he neglected to do so. But why, why didn't you just ask Fenny? Hey. Eh? What's Arsenal beating Everton at home got anything to do with it? Oh, oh. Right, anyway, moving swiftly on, as uh, I've only had a quick listen. I mean, I was able to read the press release that did have me worried as it mentioned samples and drum machines, but I needn't have as it's a cracking album. It's sort of steeped in Nuggets, Boulder-style tunes. The first song I went to uh, was the cover of The Seeds, Pushing Too Hard, because, you know... That'll be a benchmark to go to. And that's the song I'm going to play you. Heralding this week's Covers Corner. Too hard about the things you 
Also, I mentioned last week, after playing Perilous and Rock and Roll Kiss, I was looking forward to hearing new material. Again, Barton let the side down. As, uh, very briefly, their EP was up on their Bandcamp site, only to be taken down before I had a chance to purchase it. The new release date is, I believe, the 24th of June. Straight after Bit Hammer and Pushing Too Hard, I played you Government Mule's live version of the Stones classic Bitch from their Stoned Side of the Mule, Volume 1 and 2 CD. Right, live events I've got coming up this week are Flame Pilots tomorrow for an in-store gig and signing at HMV in Canterbury at 3pm for the release of their Together Apart EP. And next Thursday, a great swathe of us 
are travelling down to Brighton for the Squirrels' birthday shenanigans at the Albert, where the boys will be playing. Supporting them will be Continental Lovers, who also briefly posted the full-on version of St. Joan, featuring former Haircut 100 and Boys Wonder Graham Jones on lead breaks on their Facebook page. That I did manage to get, no thanks to Martin, that sounds remarkably like this. Possibly for the last time and after a substantial break, I am welcoming back D and D Phil Potts, Grammar Free in the UK segmentation. Because if you were to feel so inclined, 61 of the letters and responses have now been audioized, some by me, as heard on previous shows, but the majority have been painstakingly stitched together by the Phil Potts and are now up on the book's Bandcamp site. The whole thing will only set you back $8.99, but if you put the word squirrel in the discount code when you check out, you'll get 10% off, and I'll get a kickback that I, along with the Philbots, will be donating to charity. So it's a win-win-win situation. I'm going to air, for your humorization, Planet Andy from The Witch Doctor's Response. The Witch Doctors will be playing at the Hope and Anchor next Saturday as part of the tribute gig to JB. 
Also on the bill are the Electric Shakes and Swamp Stomper. Until next week, take it easy. Grammar free in the UK. The lockdown letters. Bonkers correspondence. To and from UK. Punk artists during 2020. Dear the Witch Doctors, unless he is a movie star or a member of high society with inexhaustible funds, I fear that you done me wrong. I refer to your account of your acquaintance's snazzy unpigmented footwear within a central London music venue. One cannot be crawling up the wall without falling down. The bleached brogues, milky moccasins or colourless Cubans would therefore surely be tarnished when inevitably exposed to the saliva and timber powdered flooring which you bizarrely claim to possess. To take a good look at Tom's white shoes in the 12 bar club down Denmark Street amid spit and sawdust all of your own is an incongruity it doesn't make sense. Although not quite tearing me apart, it deprives me of happiness in my head. Please do not knock me back, or if by telephone, leave me hanging on the end of the line. You must explain this wicked contradiction, my shamanic sawbone friends, lest I keep turning up like a bad penny. Yours, D. Philpot. Okay, this is Planet Andy, um, a message from the Witch Doctors after a Grammar Free in the UK letter was received in our doctor's surgery, as we call it, a number of months back, got put in a book, but I need to verbally explain what I put in the book, so I'll do my best and try and do it now. So, yeah, dear, um, was it Derek, Dave, Dozy, Beaky, Mick and some, no, Deirdre, dear, um, dear, Deirdre Pisspot. Yeah, Pisspot, wasn't it? Um, yeah, your letter that came to Undated was received at a doctor's surgery. Um, I can't say when due to patient confidentiality, but we're hoping a reply finds you in poor health and addresses some of the misperceptions regarding both the legacy of the witch doctors and our beloved yet sadly departed 12-bar club of Denmark Street, London, WC2, established in 1992. Your sycophantic inclusion of a multitude of our song titles falls massively short of flattery. It just hits new heights in inducing nausea. And after minute, um, hours of fine-tuning the lyrics of Tom's White Shoes before we recorded it, we're so saddened that your interpretation of the, the sentiment we attempted to communicate has missed the barn door by a country mile. So to explain to the harder thinking, the inspiration of Sir Thomas of Crossley's somewhat uniquely stylish thrift shore purchased thrift shore thrift store purchased white shoes was intended as a, just an analogy to the uniqueness of the scene and the atmosphere that that legendary 12-bar club inspired within us all. And sadly, it would appear not quite all of us, would it, eh, Derek, David, whatever? Um, the assumption 
that such shoes of wonder could ever be tarnished by the 12 bar spit and sawdust is sadly disappointing and misguided. I mean, they'd have embellished it, wouldn't they? They'd have sucked that atmosphere in. So just accept this response to your letter as our formal confirmation that the aforementioned legally copyrighted and public publicly published lyrics of Tom's White Shoes contains neither incongruity or contradiction and in addition we've instructed our legal department a couple of guys out the back to commence formal proceedings to kick your lily ass if you should ever ever grace one of our shows with your presence again so we put some stickers in the bag for you complimentary ones from the witch doctors heavy duty glue Sticking where the sun don't shine, mate. All right, yours unfaithfully, the witch doctors. Grammar Free in the UK by D&D Philpott is available from www.coshboy.com forward stroke shop forward stroke 119 forward stroke. Or from your favourite independent book or record shop. Thanks for tuning in to the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Where you don't have to wear a mask or observe social distancing. This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey engineered by Fenny Bridges and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt and was a Watts' Lodge production.